0: You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now, on to the show. AI4, the world's premier conference discussing artificial intelligence and its many applications for business, was held August 7th through nine at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas uh, just a, a few days ago and featuring some amazing speakers on important topics related to AI and business. Today we're going to talk about the AI4 show and some of the key insights from the show. And I'm happy to be joined again by one of the many great speakers that uh, led the conversation. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome back Alice Fournier, CIO at ISS Americas. Alice, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, Greg. I'm feeling pretty lucky to be back with you um, after just attending the conference. Thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So, uh, you know, Before we get started and and talking about some of the the key insights and and some of the discussions had at the the conference, um, for those that missed the first episode that you joined uh, prior to the show, can you give a little background on yourself as well as on ISS Americas?
1: Sure. Um, So I am CIO for the Americas at ISS. So ISS Americas is a facilities management company, so we handle every type of service that you need to keep offices running well, to create great workplace experiences. So uh, janitorial services, technical services, thinking about running plumbing, HVAC, electricity, changing light bulbs in buildings and real estate of all kinds. And of course, um, our Guggenheimer brand, which uh, serves fantastic cafe cafe foods and micro market types of in-office food services. My role as a CIO is to oversee um, all of the technology infrastructure that serves our needs, as well as all these connection points with our many clients across the Americas.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So let's get started by, uh, so you were one of the speakers at the, at the conference, and you know, I wanted to hear, if you don't mind, just kind of summarizing what you talked about at AI4.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was um, there were so many great speakers. Um, I was pretty grateful to be one of them. What I focused my my talk on is really around return to office and how to leverage technology to create a great experience. Of course, as you know, right, every company is is challenged with figuring out what is it that you do to bring employees back. So we see the gamut of. You know mandating not mandating two days three days specific days not specific days so it's really it's an evolving a very alive question and we are very much in the heart of it and i suppose in in the talk my my invitation was to really consider what is it that you can do leveraging ai leveraging technology to make the experience in your offices or, or you know, we have clients across manufacturing plants, production plants. What do you create in order for employees to want to come back to the office and, and mandate it or not? I still think there's so much that can be done leveraging technology and leveraging some AI to just create something better than pre pandemic i mean this is a this is an opportunity to do things differently and technology plays a big role so um so that was the core of what i i brought up
0: yeah yeah and so what what what's the most exciting part about that to you as far as the you know the the challenge of of return to office and hybrid and, and everything you know where where do you see the the biggest opportunity then with with ai
1: yeah i think that the biggest opportunity is to do things differently definitely around sustainability there's a lot um happening around food waste we touched on it that's an area that i'm always very very inspired with um so leveraging different kinds of technologies Uh, proprietary to us or not through partnership, but looking at waste, you know, energy consumption in buildings, uh, managing the the food waste to whatever our chefs are not using, but also our customers employees and how do we help them limit food waste, bring, you know, more recyclable, compostable, Uh, that's not AI AI driven, but it's part of the sustainability component of creating a great experience, but that that discussion around leveraging technology to create a more sustainable approach to the physical workplace is one that I keep going back to as as a really exciting impact that we can have on and on multi stakeholders, really on people, on the planet, on you know our wallet and and our customers' wallet. So it's a real sweet spot. So I would say that's probably the area that is most exciting to me. But but then again, you know, there there's there are other simpler uses that are also meaningful and impactful in businesses.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I loved about the lineup at the AI4 conference was just the diversity of practice areas. You know, I, a few weeks prior to that, I. Spoke at a conference that was really just focused on marketing and AI, which was fun in, in and of itself. I mean, marketing uh, is certainly an area that I know a lot about and and um, have been in the industry for a while. But I, I think the diversity here was really interesting to me. And you know, while I like a, a focused discussion uh, from you know in in many ways, I think the benefit here was to see just how AI can. Help in such a broad spectrum of ways in, in the world of business. So, given that, what were maybe some either sessions or ideas or, or thoughts that that you heard during the show that were maybe well outside of your industry, but that were that were really interesting?
1: Yeah, there's there was that was a benefit. You're absolutely right. Of this conference is that. You could see application and uses and and struggles really across yeah. just about every industry. The the highlights, there it's hard to capture them. I think much like you, you know, I have a a long, long retail background. So anything that touches, and there was a, a great a great presentation by someone from Dick's Sporting Good on leveraging AI, but through in, in their marketing approach. So that was definitely very interesting and a really great application. So retail is always super super interesting to me, uh, but the, the probably some of the, the the really interesting one was the opening keynote. The keynote was by a company called Wonder Dynamics, and they do AI in filmmaking. Now the technology itself was super interesting. But what was really, really exciting was the gentleman's story, um, his own story, where basically he's developed this company that opens up producing movies through leveraging AI in a way that uh, makes it much more accessible. We know the kind of cost that you know big blockbuster productions are hundreds of millions of dollars. His approach helps through AI make it more accessible to a wider set of people to enter the market of movie making. And when when one of the things that he was discussing about his kind of bigger purpose was around inspiring more people, creating access, leveling the playing field a bit, and then connecting that back to his own story as an immigrant. Um, I, I forget which country specifically he was from, but I believe he was from the ex-Yugoslavia region, so he himself would have never dreamt to be part of the movie-making world, but through these technologies has found a way to to participate in this world. So I, I love that aspect, which is back to this idea that AI and the development of AI, because it's so new, everyone can can learn. Um, and you have people, of course, this doesn't diminish the people who have worked in this space for many, many years and developed the, the models behind the models that that support it. But as far as where we are now, it's becoming much more accessible. So the, the applications in many cases would show how you can level the playing field and, and open access to to spaces that might have had barriers. So that, that was a real... Yeah. Real highlight.
0: Before we continue, let's take a quick break. If you're like many marketing leaders today, you're inundated with the need to improve the customer experience across an increasing number of channels and touch points, all while ensuring your team is performing well, innovating and continuously improving. So how do you find the time to determine what's next for you, your team, your brand and your customers? My company GK5A can help. Whether it is advisory services, evaluation of marketing technology platforms and solutions, or digital agencies and implementation partners, or assistance with creating strategic roadmaps and prioritization of efforts, we've done it all and served as an ally to Fortune 1000 brands and industries like financial services, healthcare, consumer electronics, professional services, and more. You can learn more about these services and contact us at wwwgk 5 a that's www.gk5a.com. Now let's get back to the show. You know, I think the trend of there's, I think, a lot of different terms for it. But the the citizen data scientist or the, you know, low code, no code uh, interfaces for these things. I mean, you know, just the, the fact that we're. I, we were chatting right before we started this interview, you know, chat GPT, you know, it, it gets all the oxygen these days, as far as the conversations go. And while it's only one piece of this, it, it does get some credit for kind of opening up this whole conversation in a, in a broader way and and just kind of demonstrating the benefits of when you democratize some of these tools and uh, and methods. There's some really interesting things can start happening. So was that, you know, did you see that kind of throughout that, that democratization of, of access and, and, and stuff like that? Did you see that throughout?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was a huge theme. This idea that you, you, you need new skills in order to meet this world, right. And, and skills around critical thinking, curiosity, comfort with uncertainty, which which that does democratize because there was a time where, you know, technology, I, I mean I think it's still it's still the case. I see it in my day-to-day, but technology and definitely AI were very um, scary and yeah. and people wouldn't, you know, feel comfortable. And I think definitely that Chat GBT and and you know the tech, that these technologies have removed a lot of the fear and and make it definitely available and we saw it i loved um someone mentioned in one of the conferences you know how and and you'll know that this touches right into right in my heart but technology for frontliners and the the statement that the gentleman made was you know build with and for your frontliners, not against them. Mm. And I love that because that's what technology can do. If you go into the field of your workforce and you understand what the needs are, then the technology doesn't, doesn't come in to replace people. It just comes in to make their lives hopefully better and their work better and, and to bring what only the human touch can bring and let the more you know repetitive less value-adding tasks be maintained by by AI. And he, I, I really enjoyed that sentence and it stuck with me because I thought, you know, this is not about robots taking over the world. It's really, if we do it well, and if we think this through, it's about creating technologies that that help people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I subscribe to that, uh, let's call it the more optimistic approach because, you know, I've seen... I'm sure you have as well and and many listening. You know, we we've we've all been through a few of these trends and the the scare of okay, you know, this is going to change everything <laughs> and, and 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 surely AI has the power to change lots of things and it's it has to your point earlier, it's also been around for decades. So, you know, it's not like it's a brand new new thing, but but yeah, I mean I I I think the discussion around just the role of Augmentation as opposed to, you know, re- replacing jobs is, is certainly one that it, I think it needs to keep being talked about because I think there is still a lot of fear and, and you know, some of that fear is, is warranted. You know, there, there are some jobs that are going to get replaced and, and there are portions, certainly portions of jobs that that are going to get replaced. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think do you do you overall get the sense that there is some optimism in the in the community then?
1: Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a fundamental optimist, and and there is plenty. Um, there's tons of optimism around everything it can contribute to the world, to business, you know, and and to come in as an augmenter. And I know we we had discussed that, uh, but that was definitely the theme. I was actually quite curious to know how it would be addressed in the room or in the different. Uh, discussions, and that's really how people are thinking about it—a way to augment, a way to do more. So I think that that's a, absolutely fantastic. And you know, one of the other one of the other big statements that came across just about every single conference that, or, or every single presentation that I attended, was the the need to find the right use cases because this is where this is where i think you 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 get some successes and that's when you really understand what is it that you you'll use this thing for if you just want to do ai uh, that's a re, you know that's a way to waste a lot of mm-hmm. money for your organization right. but everyone was discussing how when you hit that sweet spot When you find the use case that AI is really good for and very applicable for, then, wow, you can just nail things. Um, and, And that was, it was fascinating because, you know, people as presenters, we don't get in a room and align our presentations. Everybody does their own thing. But that message of find the right use cases, ask the big questions before deep diving into AI. Those questions were, you know, everyone somehow in their presentation had that statement. And and that was positive because sometimes with with technology, you know, when when a lot of enthusiasm gets generated around the technology, everyone just wants to go do. But because you had a lot of leaders, many of whom were in the room and had been working with AI for for a long time, that was a real um, big statement And it was great to hear because I I do think it's important, I think, especially now putting back my CIO role, you know, as leaders, as technology leaders and organization, that's our role to help say, hey, yes, yes, and yes, we'll do, we'll work with AI, and we're going to understand where is it that it can impact the business most meaningfully.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, this, in in some ways, this feels familiar for, you know, for I'm sure you and, and others as well as, you know, whenever there's a shiny object in in the, you know, it was, you know, pick your, pick your, uh, pick your shiny object from the last several decades or so. And, um, you know, do you think it makes it different, though, that because AI is so dependent on not only data, but good data, you know, do you think that makes it different as far as, you know, when we're talking about asking the right questions and, and setting up the right tests, and or or is this is this just sort of a continuation of 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 the latest trend, and and hopefully we're learning a little bit about asking the right questions ahead of time.
1: Well, I think it it makes it different. Yes, this data component does. There were other technologies that came that you could adopt, almost call it. I'll I'll say in a silo. It's not that yeah. simple, but you know you could you could bring them into a business. Without really a deep reflection on on the how and and the outcome. And but I, I do think that where AI becomes significantly different is is data is it relies on data but both the upstream and the downstream. So the upstream, because you know, it, it's so complex to figure out, all the data sets and all the right questions and the right prompts that you need to train your AI. So what's going to go in it and how will you train the models? So you have to clean it upstream. And most organizations have been struggling with that. And AI is definitely not going to be a solve. And if nothing else, it'll cause more problems because it will expose the challenges with your data. But the, yeah. the downstream piece of this, which I really liked um, and this was presented from someone from MasterCard, brilliant, brilliant presentation. And she was saying the more the more critical the risk, the more distance. And by that what she meant was if the, the decision that you will make based on the output of your model has a high, high risk, so you may be discussing people's lives, people's credit, um, whatever it is, or, or big business decision. You know, will you make a sizable investment, a uh, sizable divesture? So the more risk that your decision has, the, the more distance you have to put. And by distance, it's about really challenging the outcome, looking back at your data. And I like that. So if you have a low-risk decision, you can probably make it with, you know, an approximation because that is how you have to think about the output. But if your risk is is very very critical, very oh, not your risk, but your decision is critical and it's high risk, then you should put more distance and ask bigger questions of the of of the output. Uh, so I I really like that. I think it's important to how we we leverage. These tools in in government, in business, in our, and even in our personal lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any uh, any surprises from the show? Just you know, something you know it could be something you didn't really expect to find as compelling as you did, or just some things that you know, some something that that caught you a little off guard.
1: Not so much off guard, but you know what? I always love I probably because it's not a field that I've ever evolved in. I love to hear how the government uses mm. these innovative tools. There were a couple presentations and every time, I mean, you know, you, we, we sometimes think of the government and it is a massive organization. I know the challenges of pivoting and changing and innovating in, in large corporations, but I cannot imagine what that requires in government settings. and, and, we heard from different government agencies, and I'm always, I'm always excited when I hear of, of the innovation within the government at every level, whether there were municipalities, state government, and federal government. I love that because I think the government, in the end, is, a, is an investor in, in all of our future. And so a lot of the innovation that I see, to me, is just unexpected because it's not it's not generally the reputation, if you would. And when you see it, you think, wow, this is inspiring that you have people, you know, within the government, within these massive, massive, really complex machines, really pushing for innovation and for different ways of doing things. It just, I always feel very inspired when I see that. So I would say that was my uh, my big highlight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's always... I mean, I live right outside Washington D.C., so I should know this stuff too. But it's I, it's easy to forget that you know, for all of the bureaucracy stories and you know, slow moving stuff that you know, yeah, the they they put people on the moon <laughs> and they yeah. you know they're all of these amazing and you know, even in the security industry and you know, national security and all those kinds of things, like amazing innovations. But yeah, you don't you don't really think of you think of Um, those kinds of things coming out of purely Silicon Valley or or something like that. So yeah, definitely interesting. Nice. Well, Alice, thank you so much for joining again. Uh, Really, really appreciated you coming back here. What are your next steps, you know, as, as you not only your, your work with ISS America is already in progress, but maybe, you know, picking up some, some additional ideas or, or insights, you know, where, where do you see, you know, exploring and implementing AI in the enterprise next?
1: I think uh, we're going to be focused on the areas that we're already focused in. Um, I, I did pick up a few ideas, but I won't share them with you.
0: <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, sure, no worries, no worries.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll come back in a few months and, and yeah, share yeah. the outcomes. Um, but yeah, we we have a lot of areas that we're working towards and you know, working on our data and truly serving the needs of our customers. A lot of those needs will benefit from um, continuing to work on data, and to focus on how we best understand uh, the way information travels, because in the end, you know, it is is information technology. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited about everything that's happening in the world, uh, but certainly in our world at ISS, and just uh, excited to share a lot of these insights with my team. And uh, thank you for having me again; really appreciate it. And that's a great podcast, and keep doing it.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, again, I'd like to thank Alice Fournier, CIO at ISS Americas for joining the show. You can learn more about Alice, ISS, and the AI4 conference by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website, or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, They craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.